0: Hello and welcome to Tales from Titchmarsh, a wry look at life over the garden fence with me, Alan Titchmarsh. This time, how we are so often divided by our common language. You say tomato and I say tomato, so goes the old George and Ira Gershwin song. It's something with which I have enormous sympathy. After all, as far as gardening goes, you say clematis and I say clematis. Does it really matter? Well, probably not. But on the basis that the aim of the binomial system of nomenclature, devised in the 18th century by the Swedish botanist Carl von Linnaeus, Linnaeus to the Cognoscenti, was that it should be worldwide in its application, does sometimes fail to succeed in its universality. When they're written down, there's no room for doubt, but in conversation the pronunciation of a plant name is so different from country to country that it's sometimes impossible to understand what the heck your interlocutor is on about. Take the Latin name for the pine, which in this country you and I would pronounce as Pinus. Should you point out a splendid evergreen coniferous tree in Germany? and inquire after its identity. You may blush when your Teutonic companion appears to be suggesting that it is, in fact, what you understand to be, well, not to put too fine a point on it, the male member, I move on swiftly, lest I should cause offence. It's not just in foreign lands that pronunciation varies. It does so in this country as well, from county to county and individual to individual. That lovely autumn-flowering bulb, Nirini, so gloriously day-glow pink in my sunny border, I've always called Nirini. It seems so much more euphonious than the more often used Nirine. This moniker's more akin to Doreen and Maureen, whereas the Nirini is much more of a Tatiana or a zanuska. I've given in recently and bowed to the common usage, but always with an apologetic sideways look at my border beauties for demoting them to the working classes. There are some names that we all pronounce wrongly. The dahlia, for example, was named after a student of Linnaeus, Dr Anders Dahl, as in Roald, but if you call it a dahlia, folk would think you stuck up. Even Bertie Worcester's aunt Dahlia eschewed that affectation. Wisteria we not only pronounce wrongly, but we spell it wrongly too, since it was named in honour of the eighteenth century American physician Caspar Wistar. Clearly, the botanist who first registered it got a C minus in spelling. We're on safer ground with those plants blessed with names whose pronunciation leaves no room for alternative emphasis or accent, for instance, Rosa, Mahonia, and Viburnum, though I've no doubt there will be those who want to call Viburnum Viburnum. In conversation with Princess Margaret once, and only once, I was baffled by her reference to a plant she called Levetra. "'Eventually it dawned on me and I murmured, "'Oh, Lavatera!' "'At which she shot me the kind of fiery look "'that only Her Royal Highness could summon up "'and admonished me with, "'Oh, dear, no, that sounds far too much like the lavatory. "'I call it Lavetra.' "'I looked what I hoped was suitably abashed. "'Some names allow you to make them posher. "'Hoster can become Hoster.' And, I'm reliably informed, geum can become geum, though it will always be GM to this particular Yorkshireman. Do you say stiper or steeper for the feathery grass and the golden oat? Both, it seems, are acceptable. And I think we'll all be happy to continue using the common pronunciation of fuchsia, in spite of the fact that it was named after the 16th century physician and botanist Leonhard Fuchs. To do otherwise would lead us into even more indelicate territory than Pinus. There's one plant name that many find totally unpronounceable. Hautuinia. A little volume I have dating from the early 20th century tells me that it should indeed be pronounced Hautuinia. Ask a computer search engine for the correct pronunciation and you'll get Houtinia, which, to be honest, is a dance sight easier to say? It's all enough to put one off using Latin names at all, but then we would miss the musicality of Clematis Viticella papuria Plena elegans, Metasequoia glyptostroboides, and Peonia Mloccovicicii. That said, in spite of Carl von Linne's efforts at standardizing us all, I'll fight to the death. To retain the glorious common names we have for our British native wild flowers: Viper's Bugloss, Queen Anne's Lace, and Old Man's Beard. And there's absolutely no alternative pronunciation for them.